to Books for Kids with Timmy Bauer, a podcast dedicated to helping you discover new books and who their best audiences are. Whether you're looking to boost literacy in struggling readers, help kids with difficult life situations, or just enjoy more time with them through reading, this is the right place. Let's get into the show. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Books for Kids. I'm your host, Timmy Bauer, and I'm so excited. Today, I am talking to Linz Bernero. She is a reading specialist and special ed teacher in Linden Public School District in New Jersey, and also sits on the board of the NJLA as their social media ambassador. Linz, what is the current background wallpaper of your phone? Oh, it's hydrangeas. Why, wait, why hydrangeas? I don't know. They're my favorite flower. Those so hydrangeas are like, your favorite wanna, flower? Yeah. Well, one of them. Do you want to hear a funny story, though? Please. I sneak into my neighbor's yard and, like, take pictures of them because they have them. Like, I don't have them in my backyard yet. What's your neighbor's name? Um, Barbara and Steve. They're so Barbara nice. and Steve, if you're listening to this, uh, don't call the cops. I know. Or do really call fair. the cops. <laughs> No, don't call the cops. Uh, anyway, uh, today, uh, that is not what we're not talking about hydrangeas. We are talking about ESL assessment. And Lindsay, you are the perfect person to be talking about this. We were talking earlier and I asked you, what's something about ESL assessment that no one is doing that you believe everyone should be doing? Okay, so I think one thing that we need to be doing for not only ESL students, for all of our students, is giving them and allowing our students to have wait time to respond to questions. So technically, it's asking a question and kind of giving a fair ground for everybody in the class to answer. Usually you get your students who raise their hand real quick and you tend to call on them as a teacher because you, yeah. you, know, you feel like confident, you know that they're gonna answer, give you something close to your, like what you're expecting. And then we have some students, like that was like me when I was growing up, sitting kind of silent. And if you kind of even out the playing field by giving like a set time to answer the questions, like 10 to 12 seconds, it evens the playing field for all of our students to have the opportunity to answer the questions they, uh, or give a response even. So I think- How, much time. how much time would you say on average teachers give when they ask a question like this? I think it's around like three to five seconds. Hmm. Yeah. See, somebody like me, I'm very outspoken and it's really like, it doesn't take me long to formulate a thought. I would have been one of those students that raises my hand. In, yeah. in fact, I was not in public school for very long, but when I was in public school, I was constantly raising my hand and constantly being called on. But you're saying teachers need to wait longer and give more students an opportunity to raise their hand. It sounds like a no brainer, but why do you think teachers are not doing this? I think because we just want like that immediate answer because we're like time crunched. So we want to move on and keep moving and keep it moving and keep it moving. So I think, I think that's why we're like, we're driven by time. Why did you personally tend to need more time for these kinds of questions when you were in school? Okay. So I was in basic skills growing up and I um, was always pulled out. <laughs> I mean, I was pulled out in the trailers for extra help and everything. Eventually, when I got to high school, I had a really hard time with the longer tests and like exams. Um, my parents ended up taking me to get tested and I had a processing like delay 
disorder. So, so I kind of, my whole thing, everybody always talks about why they get into teaching. I got into teaching to teach kids the way I wish I was taught. Yeah. I feel like that, that is one of the best reasons to do anything. I, I feel like I'm a kid's book author because I want to write the books that I wanted to read when I was a kid. Right. You have <laughs> yeah. like something in common with them too. And I think that that brings out like a deeper connection. Like I've told kids that I've had, I, I have a problem learning sometimes when I was little and I think it kind of connected us. What is the sweet spot for how long teachers should be waiting when they ask a comprehension question? I would say like 10 to 12 seconds um, to allow them to actually process the, you have to process the question. Don't forget you have ESL students who are actually getting the question in English, translating it into Spanish, understanding it, and then having to translate their response back to English. So there's a lot of processing that all of our students, I think, need. And I think it's good to train them because like they're so quick with like the video games, the TVs, they need to take a minute to like focus and, and, and calm themselves and zone in on what's being asked, if that makes sense. What do you think the impact is, the overall value of creating as a teacher the regular habit of waiting? Like what, imp what, what is the overall uh, thing that that does to your classroom as a whole? Um, I think it allows like, almost, not like a safe space. I'm reading about safe spaces now. Um, but um, just that everybody's, I mean, equal has an equal opportunity to try and get something correct, you know? Yeah. I'm thinking like confidence, you know, I, I yeah. think that if more people are getting the opportunity to answer, you're driving up classroom engagement, mm -hmm. your kids are going to be more confident. Do you think there's any benefit to waiting even for some, even for the kids that are really fast at processing? Yeah. Cause I think it gives them the time to reflect maybe on their answer. They might actually have the opportunity to change their answer or add more to the answer. So it might be a little bit more beneficial. And then we have, you know, the standards um, have changed and we have, you know, speaking and listening as a standard. So there's your, your, your measuring tools right there. An informal assessment is just a simple question like that. And you can see by giving the wait time who, who's really getting it and who's still needs some help. And then you pull in your small group and target that speaking and listening area. So... Is it as simple as just getting into the habit of waiting 10 seconds whenever you ask a comprehension question? No, you have to like train your students. Um, so we, I'm trying to think of the program. Uh, we adopted, um, we used some texts and um, they had some great classroom strategies. So one was called a pause button. So um, you, do you remember like the staples commercial like the the red button like with the pause was it staples i'm not sure um where they would click the button and it would like stop everything so we made um, pause buttons and we would like laminate them and hang them around our classroom to allow the wait time to it was like a nice visual yeah yeah it was super cute i like that that's a really yeah. good best practice mm -hmm. um so you think a combination of getting into the habit and training your students into that habit. Yeah. And is there any other advice that you would give to teachers that want to implement this? Yes, not only use it for ELL or you know English, phonics, whatever, use it in science and social studies, math. Like this is a 
this is a broader little assessment tool that you can use throughout all subjects. Lindsay, I love this. I love your expertise on this. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Books for Kids. For anybody that's listening and wants to connect with you some more, send you some hydrangeas, how should they, how should they connect with you? Um, so you can follow me on my Twitter and my username is at Bernero Lindsay. There are so many books that have been written. Have you ever gone to the library with your kiddo and been overwhelmed trying to find something good to read? And forget it just being good. It needs to be good and at the right reading level, and about an interesting topic, and have a message you resonate with or themes you like. And books aren't labeled for the audiences that they're for. So part of why this podcast exists is to help with that problem. If you're happy with the content you're hearing, don't forget to leave a rating. You just scroll down with your thumb and hit the number of stars you think it deserved. And if you'd like to follow my progress as an author, go to Instagram and type Timmy Bauer. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I look forward to next time.